so let's talk. So we're going to talk, as much as I was excited to teach Parsha stuff, I thought that maybe we talk Purim. It's Purim this week, so we've got to talk Purim a little bit. So I want to I wanna share with you um, an idea, kind of a quandary, a quandary which leads to, I think, an idea that to me is a very meaningful Purim idea. I saw it uh, quoted from a Mordechai Kornfeld, who I don't know, who is a Rav in, he's a Rosh Kolel in Yerushalayim, I think, somewhere. Um, but it's really, it's really it kind of emanates from, you're going to see, from the Pesukim themselves, from a lot of the Gemaras and Midrashim that surround Purim, uh, that have kind of like an interesting, an interesting flavor that kind of, if you put it all together, you're going to fi- find a very interesting message, which I think um, resonates with me, and we'll see. Well, it resonates with you too. So let's see. So there's a, a couple of halachos that, that apply to Purim that uh, are, are said or in an interesting way. Take a look at source number one. So source number one is a well-talked-about, we're not going to get into this today, but a well-talked-about element of Purim. The Gemara says, and Shulchan Aruch is pointing the language of the Gemara, the person is supposed to get whatever that means, intoxicated on Purim. Until they don't know the difference between cursed is Haman and blessed is Mordechai. That's just a, the, the Mechaber is just quoting the line in the Gemara. Fine. And the, the Ramah writes, the Ramah writes as follows, Ramah says that's not what it means. It does not mean that a person should get so drunk. It doesn't make any sense. Many of the Rishonim say that's, it's impossible. It can't possibly be what it means because getting drunk is to, to, to lose yourself is as us, sir. Can't be. Because other, other approaches say, no, 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 that's what it means. Just that they, whatever. The bottom line is Ramah writes, you don't have to do that. Ella, you should drink a little more than you're used to. So you should drink a, a glass of wine. So you drink two glasses of wine. A little, a little extra, a little more than you're used to. And what should happen? And by drinking that little extra, you should fall asleep. The first time I ever got drunk was when I was very young. Actually, don't worry. It's not a bad story. I was at, the, I was at my Seder. <laughs> I was at the Seder. And my parents had these huge wine glasses. And like one of my brothers came back from Israel or something. He's like, no, you have to drink wine. I was like, okay, awesome. I'm drinking wine. <laughs> and by Shulchan Aruch, I was already, I drank Yosem Mili Mudi. I was, I was, it was too much and I fell asleep. All right, you go a little more than you used to and you take a nap, you go to sleep. By sleeping, you will then be in a state of not knowing the difference between Arahaman and Baruch Mordechai. Very nice. Uh, very interesting halacha. But the point is, the, the, the way according to the Ramah to fulfill the mitzvah is you, at the firm city, have a little bit, little bit more than usual, and then afterwards, at some point, you go to sleep, and when you do that, now you've fulfilled this Araham Baruch Mordechai. Fine. Um, by what? By sleeping. Okay. So if this is the only place where the, where the language of Yashain and going to sleep came up in, in, uh, in Purim, so fine. So I would say, interesting, fine, go to sleep. It's, it's a strange thing anyways, right? Yeah. yeah, why is it strange? I think it's just obvious. By going to sleep. Yeah, very strange. How do you fulfill this by going to sleep? It's such a weird, a weird concept. I guess the only, like, I can't, the only other example of going to sleep where you fulfill a mitzvah. I guess if you sleep in the sukkah. You can say, maybe you fulfill a mitzvah by going to sleep. He's at one tonight at the table, right? At dinner. Right? Like, when do you fulfill a mitzvah by going to sleep? So yeah, so I, I, that's not even really true. That's just because it's, it's how you're supposed to use the sukkah, do everything, all your normal activities. But yeah, to go to sleep as a way to fulfill a mitzvah, it's a very strange thing. In fact, especially, that's not really, that doesn't really sound like what the Gemara means, right? But okay, but that's how the Ramah reads it. It comes from, from, um, from others who, who, you know, do the kolbo and others who, who explain it this way. Fine. 
another interesting piece that comes out in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch writes in source number two, another mitzvah, Chayv Adam Likros Hamagila Balayla, Vilachzor Vilishnosa Bayom. What does that mean? Every person is expected to read the Megillah. It's not to forget about this. Right? You can come to Megillah for reading at night and like there's a million people there and people forget that the next day you have to go again. Right? To fulfill the mitzvah of Christmas, you have to hear it twice. Right? Um, how, well, if you were writing that line in Shulchan Aruch, if you know Hebrew and you're writing this line, or how would you write it to, to do it again the next day? Yeah, for Gamba Yom. Just make it all one sentence. Yeah, yeah, we try to be creative with our language, but we try to make it as succinct and economical as possible. Vilachzor vilishnosa. Lishnosa means to repeat it, right? Lishnosa just means to repeat it. Repeat it again the next day. Uh, but, but admittedly, a, a kind of a strange formulation of the halacha, which also comes from the Gemara. Lishnosa, the Rambam also uses this language. Lishnosa bayom, to use it again the next day. Fine. Okay. So if I told you this is one place where the Gemara, where, where we talk about going to sleep. And now we have another time we use the same language, lishnosa, also probably the same shorosh as yashen, right? To go to sleep, right? Fine, so that's two times. And maybe I'm forcing it, right? But now let's keep going, right? The, to- the story of Miguel's Esther also very much revolves around sleep. Who's sleep in particular? Achashverosh, who can't sleep, right? In fact, that moment when Achashverosh can't sleep really is the turning point of the whole Megillah, right? At that point, Esther has started the process, right? We're going to get to that in a second, right? That, she, that, he, that he starts the process of getting things moving here, right? And she has, Mordecai says, let's go. If, it's, if you don't do it, don't worry. Someone else will take care of it. But if you want to be the savior, you know, uh, get moving. And she does. She tells him that everyone should fast. And she's going to go in to see, to, to see, to see uh, Achashverosh. And she does. And she invites Haman to the party. But then that night before the second party, all of a sudden now, Achashverosh can't sleep. He remembers Big Son Viserosh. He remembers Mordechai. Now Haman can't hang Mordechai like he wanted to. But the whole story starts to flip because Achashverosh can't sleep. Fine. So again, we find sleeping. So the question is, you know, what is sleep have to do with the Megillah? Why, why sleep? Who cares about sleep? And where does the idea come from? So, so what's interesting is that we actually find that the idea of sleep um, is talked about a lot in Chazal from the beginning of the Megillah. Okay, let's take a look at source number four. Source number four is Vayar Haman ki imorachai kareh mishdachavelo Vayimalei Haman chema Right, so Haman sees Haman is, is, is turned into the the second in command to the king, everyone's supposed to bow down to him, and he realizes that he doesn't, and he's upset. Right? So he just wants to kill Mordechai at this point. By the way, it's self kind of bizarre. Right? Just Mordechai doesn't bow down to him, and he's like, forget it, I want to kill everybody. I'll kill every single Jew in the entire, in the entire uh, kingdom. But fine, he decides to do that. And so what does he do? He makes a he makes a, a goral, he peel poor, poor poor hua goral, etc. And now he decides when he's gonna do it, he's gonna come out in Chodesh Adar, he's so happy, Chodesh Adar, we're ready to get rid of Mordechai and Am Mordechai. And then what does he do? He has to go ask Achashverosh for permission. So what does he do? Vayomer Haman Lamelachashverosh says Haman Dachashverosh, Yesh no Am Echad Mefuzar Umafura ben Amim. There is this nation who is spread out 
amongst your entire kingdom. They're different than everybody else. They don't do what the king says. In the king shouldn't leave him alone. He should really go get them. If it's okay, I'm going to kill them all. Okay? How does... How does Haman, what's the language that Haman uses? Again, that Haman didn't speak in Hebrew. Okay, but what is the language that the Megillah uses to describe Haman's description of the Jewish people? Yesh no am. Yeah. Yesh. Have you ever seen that phrase used every whole life? Yesh no am echad. What, what, what should he say? Yesh. Yesh am echad. Yesh no am echad. It's, it's a, I didn't like, I didn't like, uh, you don't Google it, you buy on it. Right, to see, you can check and buy like how many times the word comes up. So I didn't like see him. Yeah, right. In the old days, we use the concordance. I feel so bad for the concordance guy. Like, never. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so, so I love, I love have a con- you have a concordance? I have one at home still, right? The guy, like his whole, his whole life, you feel bad his whole life, he made the concordance, you know? And now it's like, you just type it in, like, it's all for nothing. But okay. But anyways, he had a good run. He had a good run. So, anyways, I don't, so I didn't, I didn't type, I didn't check it in the concordance. How many times the word yeshno comes up? It's not a lot of times, if maybe the only time in all of Tanakh. I don't know. But again, come on now. This is a lot, right? Yeshno amechad. Yesh amechad. Yeshno is from the, from the Shoresh of Yashan again, right? Sleeping. Right? This happens again. And the Gemara picks it up. And the Gemara says, okay, fine. You got me. There's something going on here. And says the Gemara like this in source number five. So the, the Gemara Megillah... Um, at one point, like, takes a pause from talking about the halachos of Purim, and it just provides, like, a, like this free commentary of, like, every line. It goes through lines and lines and lines of the Megillah and gives you, like, line by line, you know, fill in the blank, explains what's happening in the Megillah. So, so in source number five, in, in, the, in the Gemara, in Dr. Gemma Base, it, like, gives you, like, line by line commentary on what's happening in the Megillah. So it so says the Gemara, Yesh no Amechad, Amarava. I have you the English and the Hebrew and English here. Amarava, Leka de Yada Lishna Bisha Kahaman. There's no person who knows how to attack like Haman. Haman is like number one and how to go after people. He knew exactly what to say. Amrlay, Tanikhlinu. Haman said, let's get rid of them. So Amrlay, he said back to him, Mistafinu Melakov. Sorry, did I give the right translation there? Uh yeah, sorry. Where it says, Rava said there's no one who knows how to slander like, like Haman. Yeah. So, so that, that's where we are. I sca- sorry, I gave you a little extra, a little extra English there. So he says, Tanakhlin, let's get rid of them. So, uh, so Haman says, let's get kill the Jews. He goes, I know a little, a little history. I know a little Jewish history. If you attack the Jewish people, their God comes after you. So I'm not really interested in messing with the Jewish people. They're not bothering me. He doesn't bow down to you. I don't care. Leave me alone. So I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid of what their God will do to me. So Amalei, Yashnu, Mina Mitzvos. You don't have to worry because they are Yashnu Mina Mitzvos. They are sleeping, sleeping from the Mitzvos. So God's not going to what is that? Oh, so what does that mean, Yashnu Mina Mitzvos? So they're not following, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, therefore, God won't protect them. The implication is that you don't have to worry, right? So Haman's, Haman's, Talks theology with Hachashverosh is just you know when, when the Jewish yeah the Jewish people you know in general their God protects them but if that if they are not doing what they're supposed to if they are sleeping which is also a fascinating language they're 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 sleeping through the mitzvos so then the Rebbeinu Shalom 
is not interested in taking care of them, and therefore you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid, because if they're sleeping, maybe. It's more interesting that He's you sleeping. were cognizant of the fact that they weren't following yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. Know. So again, so this Haman, so it's a good question. Does Gemara mean this? Does Gemara mean to say that Haman actually had this conversation with, with Ahasuerus, or does it mean to say, that's what's happening here, right? That's what's going on here, right? That Am Yisrael are Yeshenim, Minah Mitzvos, and that's why, you know, again, Achashverosh knew or didn't know, Haman knew or didn't know, but that this was like sort of the, what's going on in the upper spheres here, is that Am Yisrael are like at, in danger now, and okay. Haman and Achashverosh, oh, so, so let's see. I didn't realize that was part of the... Right, okay. so right, so what do they do? Where, where, where does this come from? So, so check this out. Amr Lai Isbuhu Rabbanan, he goes, okay, the, the, the people are sleeping, they have rabbis, <laughs> maybe the rabbis are okay. Amalei, am echad hein. Because what's the language? Yes, no, am echad, mefuzar, mefur, ben am. Right? There is one nation. He says, they're all one people. They're all together. They're, they're all together. They're doing the same thing. The sages are also not keeping mitzvahs. They're all doing the same thing. Right? They're all the same. And the, and the, uh, so the implication, though, of the Gemara is that there's something that Amisal were doing or not doing that led to, right? Purim didn't just happen in a vacuum. It didn't just happen to us, but there was something going on that we weren't doing. Fine. What would, what would be the description? If you said someone's sleeping, sleeping from mitzvot, it's also a funny language. What, what would that imply? I would think it's assimilation, but I guess that's not what they... Okay. But I know that can't be true because Persian Jews were not, they were not assimilated. Right. So. They're Svartim, so like, right. you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> No, but, no, but, but like, even when they're assimilated, there's no chiyas when they do the mitzvos. I mean, ah, just... so what do you say? So you're saying you're shaming them, yesh, no, you're shaming the mitzvos implies what? They're doing the mitzvos, but they're sleeping they're through. Sleeping they're through the mitzvos. Right. Right. If I sleep through, I can sleep through something. So you mean I totally miss it. I sleep through the bus, right? So I miss it. Or I sleep through it, it means I'm like, that's even, um, that's even right, right. very nuanced for someone outside of the community to notice. Like, I can right. see, like... Or for Ahasuerus, for yeah. Haman. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. I don't know that you have to argue that Haman and Ahasuerus were like, here's the problem in Kla Yisrael. Like, they get up and, the, and they're telling everyone what the, you know, there's too much, there's like, chasanas are a little too, too fancy. Like, he's not like, I don't think they're like, you know, taking, picking apart the specifics of the things that are happening in, in the Jewish people. But... But, but the Gemara, it embellishes the story, right? To, to bring out the, the things that... Because, by the way, I mean, I don't mean to be, like, too... I don't know. I think it's okay to say. Like, Haman doesn't speak in Hebrew. Right, he didn't use that. Like, Haman didn't say the words, Yeshno Amechad. Like, Esther writes the Megillah, right? Esther Mordechai, right? Like, that the language is written by Chazal. Right? Or, or, sorry, the, like, the Megillah is written, like, times of Mordechai and Esther. They, they, they write up that story. Right? That's like, Anshik and Esther, like, stuff. But, but I mean, my point is that the language used of the conversation between Haman and Mordechai is not necessarily the exact words, because they didn't use Hebrew words, right, when they, when they spoke. So, like, the I don't question think is, I don't why think that's would Chazal bring all this into it? Oh, right. So, so, so the Megillah brings it in, and then the Gemara brings even more in. So what, what is the, what is, really, what, what is Chazal trying to pull out yeah, yeah. from what was happening in the time of the Megillah? But the, so there's, there's something here in this, like, sleeping, sleeping through the business. Fine. Um, and the truth is, we find it, we find it also in terms of the Gemara that talks about what they actually did. Right? What did they do that was so bad? What was so bad? Right? Why did they become the people who were supposed to be a destruction of all of Am Yisrael? Let's look at source number six. Source number six is the Gemara that talks about what did they, what did they do. So the Gemara says like this. 
Shalu Talmidav as Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. So Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai's students asked him the following question. When the Gemara says Sonehen Shal Yisrael, which means the enemies of the Jewish people, it actually refers to the Jewish people. It's, a, it's like a euphemism. Because why did they deserve to be destroyed? So it's referring to destruction of someone. So we say Sonehen, the Gemara says Sonehen Shal Yisrael, it means the Jewish people. Right? Why, why, were the, why were the Jews' enemies going to be destroyed? Meaning, why were the Jews going to be destroyed? Right? So what did they do to be, deserve to be destroyed? The Gemara just said a lot. It's a lot of euphemism. They call someone who's blind a Sagi Nahor. And they're, they're full of light. Right? So the Gemara last time we use like euphemisms for different types of people. So, uh, okay. So, so he responds to him, Amalahem, <laughs> Imratem. What are you asking me for? You tell me, he says. Okay. So Amrulo, Russia. Because they enjoyed the Suda of that Russia. What are they referring to? Right. They were all at the party. They're at the party. Yeah. Right, that party that the Megillah begins is not is the reason why the Megillah tells the story of that party. Right? The, a, to tell us that Vashti gets killed, right? And that because Vashti gets killed, Ahasuerus needs a new wife. But there's another reason to tell us that story, right? Because the Jewish people were invited, right? And they came to the party and they enjoyed the party, right? Some of them, Farshim actually explained to Bear Yosef and others that the food was kosher at the party. It wasn't like they had a kosher meals, whatever, they had kosher, they, they, they had, everything was, it, it wasn't that they necessarily went and ate treif, but that they went to the party and they enjoyed it and they were part of this experience. Some others explain, right, when you read the Megillah, right, the Balkari changes the, the, the trap, when they say, v'kelim, v'kelim, shonim, v'kelim, v'kelim, to the Tisha B'Av trap, because the Gemara also says that that was, Achashverosh had counted 70 years from the destruction of, of, of the base of Mikdash, and he believed now, and the, the kalim he brought out was the kalim of the base of Mikdash. And he brought out some of the kalim, and he brings them out. Some say he wore the Beit Kahuna. But like the point being, this was like a, this pseudo was a celebration of the end of Judea, basically. That's it, and not going back. Because you, you, you thought it was 70 years, and Navi said 70 years, and it was over, they didn't go back. So the point being that they went to that party, and they were part of the group. Right? Even though maybe they didn't any violate any Isurim, per se. Some say they did. They ate treif. Uh, they, no, they, they, they didn't actually... But they were part of the group. Right? They were part of the group. So it continues the Gemara. <laughs> so then just kill the Jews of Shushan. They killed the Jews in other places. They didn't do anything wrong. Right? So Amrulo and Morata. So he says, no, he says back to them, Again, you say the answer. Well, it's actually because they bowed down to an idol. What idol? There was a big idol in the time of Nebuchadnezzar, and all the Jews came and they had to bow down. So he says, what's going on here? If that's true, then why did they get saved? And if they really bow down to the Tzalem, so then actually destroy them. And why does Hashem change his mind? The answer is, well, they didn't, they bowed down to the, to the idol, they didn't really mean it, it was fake, so Hashem also fakes it. He fakes to destroy them and he doesn't. But that's, that's I'm not going to focus on that part of the Gemara. But the bottom line is, the Gemara assumes that the reason why Am Yisrael are, there's whatever this Xerah that is put on them, and this is something that Chazal do in the Gemara and that we don't know how to do today, right? But they'll explain that that's the reason why Am Yisrael is put, you know, on notice. At the time of the time of uh, time of Purim, how does that fit with Yeshayna Mina Mitzvahs? Because they were technically keeping the mitzvah, but they weren't 
there was no feeling towards it. Okay. Doing the bare minimum to get by, but there weren't. Okay, so if you assume that shot, so you could say that, right? You could say that's exactly the point, right? That there's like this, like, yeah, like they're, they're checking them off. Right? They're checking them off. Right? They're doing what they got to do, but it's not right. If it, if it really was lighting them on fire, they would have. They wouldn't. They would never go to that party, right? They'd never be in that place. They would never, right? Okay, so the I didn't. I didn't do any. I, it's technically fine, right? I t- did everything that's technically permissible. But I didn't. I didn't go any further than that, right? And says the Gemara in source number seven. What happens as a result, right? Haman minatar minayin. Fine, but then the Gemara says Esther minatar minayin. How do I know the idea of Esther? The Gemara's not asking where Esther comes. In, Esther's not in the Torah. Right, Esther, Esther mina Torah minayin. Where's Esther in the Torah? She's not in the Torah. She's in the middle. But says the Gemara, how do I know the idea? It comes in the pasuk, Va'anochi, that tesses shouldn't be there. Va'anochi ahaster astir. Right? Hashem says, I'm going to hide my face from you. Right? That basically, when the Rebona Sholem sees that we are going to sleep, so what does he do? He also, Kibiyachal, he goes to sleep. Right? He, he, he says, you're not interested in me, you're not interested in what I have to, what I have to offer you, so I'll... I'll go hide. I'll go hide too. And that Purim, right, is the ultimate, right, in a Kaddish hiding. That's what masks, that's, right, not those masks, right, Purim masks, right, like, right, costumes, right, the whole, all, the Megillah doesn't have Hashem's name in anywhere, right, the whole idea of Purim is, right, Hashem is like, you can't find him, right, out of sight, out of mind, you can't find the Kaddish Baruch, right, we, we go to sleep, so Kaddish Baruch in a certain sense goes to sleep. And when does that end? When does, the, when does everything turn around? So, source and break. Right? It turns around when Mordechai comes to Esther and says, don't, he says to her, Don't think, Mordechai says, that don't go hide now in the, in the palace, right? This is like one of the most amazing, I think, one of the most amazing moments in all of Jewish history. He says to her, So first of all, he says to her, just by the way, he says, we're going to be fine either way. We're promised that. We're promised that. We're going to be fine. We're not going to be destroyed. It's impossible. God promised us. He's never going to destroy us. So you're going to be quiet. We'll be, we'll be saved somehow. Right? And you'll be lost. But who knows, Esther? Maybe you're here because you have the opportunity to make it happen. You can be the vehicle. Right? So what happens? So Esther thinks about it. And she comes back to him, right? It's, it's all through messengers. All the Jews in Gullus were here in Persia? No. Jews are in, in Shushan. And there's lots of Jews in Gullus. I don't know. All, not all of Am Yisrael, but a lot of them are, are in Bavel. They're, in, they're in, 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 in Persia. All that whole area. So I'm saying when he says we're all not going to be destroyed, don't worry. Why would he think that he... And and like say like like the twenty five who left in but you're saying who left in Bavel or whatever. Yeah, I'm saying the Holocaust. There are some left. How many right. European? But but, but but Haman's goal was to destroy every Jew. That was his goal. So he's just saying that's not going to happen. Okay. That there's no way that's going to happen. It's impossible, right? So 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 Esther contemplates it and she responds to him. She says, "Fine." Tomer Esther Lashiv and Mordechai Leich Kenos is called Yehudim and Yisam B'Shushan Vitzumulai. Fine. Go get the Jewish people. Get everybody together. Bring them together, right? Different, a different point, right? That he said, that Haman says about us, Amecha Mefuz or Mefuz, that were separated, right? That we're not getting along. She says, bring them all together. Fine. Don't eat or drink three, night and day, three days. I'll do the same thing. And then I'll go in like that. Basically, what she's telling him to do is wake everybody up. 
Right? Have a mass, have a mass tefillah event, have a mass tshuva event. It's time for everybody to wake themselves up. Which is the same thing, by the way, that happens in Ninveh, right? With the people of Ninveh, right? The king does the same thing. He gets everyone together. Everyone starts to fast. Everyone put on sackcloth, right? It's a way of arousing everybody to like think about life. What are we doing? What's going on here, right? And at that moment, what's the very next pasuk? The very, very next pasuk is the pasuk that we read at the beginning in source number three. The next pasuk is, As, as soon as she tells, tells him, let's go, fast and let's get going, what happens? All of a sudden, the melech can't sleep. Who's the melech in the, in the Megillah Oas? So it's Achashverosh, and some say, and the Chazal say, Hamelech always refers to the Rebbe Hashem. Hashem not in the, in the Megillah, but every, there's actually a minog that when you write a Megillah, it's like a special hit there, something called a Hamelech Megillah. That the beginning of every column begins with the word Hamelech. Hamelech. Why? For the same thing. Because the Melech is the Melech Malchai Hamelechim. Right? So, Belaylahu na dadosh nasa Melech. Says the Medrash in source number nine. Belaylahu na dadosh nasa Melech. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, at that moment, Mordechai has the conversation with Esther. Esther says, let's go, wake everybody up. Let's go get, get davening, get, get fasting. And all of a sudden, the Rambam Shalom wakes up. Right? He wakes up. That's the Gemara. So the Medrash says, "V'chi yeshanu the amakom." Does Hashem really sleep? I look for an Amar. He ne lo yanu v'lo yeshan shemeis. Hashem doesn't sleep. Okay, ella b'sman she yisrael shirim b'tzar, right? So what? And b'shav v'lakach nemar, right? He goes, "But I'm going to be. They're going to be in pain. I'm going to be. I'm going to be fine." No. So what? What happens is Hashem wakes up. Fine. So the point being that what is the? So now put it all together, right? What's the reason that everything goes bad? And he goes, bad because Amish fellows are shaming in mitzvahs. Right? And what happens? We finally wake up. And what does that activate? It activates your bonus film. And then Hashem wakes up. Right? And if that's true, now to go back to all of our questions. Right? Why, does, why does the Gemara say right, that a person should be, should make sure you go, you want to have, you want to, you want to drink, right? What's the way to do it? Fulfill the mitzvah? Go to sleep. Take a nap. Take a nap and wake up. Right? Take a nap and wake up. Why? Because that's, that's Purim is about going to sleep and waking up. Right? You want to tell me about how to read the Megillah? I have to read it at night. And then, the Lachzor of the Shnosa Bayom. Read it again the next day. I thought the Peshat also, the Shnosa Bayom, is that it's less exciting. Right? The Purim at night, Megillah at night is very exciting. Right? We're like excited, we're costumes, yeah, it's exciting, right? You go the next day, you're like, you're like so tired, you went to sleep so late. You're at like some DJ party in the shul. I, I like to like who knows what time, and then like and we change the, clock. and we change the clocks, and then it's, always and then we like we don't want to be like putting everything together the perm day because perm day there's no time to do anything so like stay up late yeah everyone's right ah so good so everyone so everyone stays up late at night so the next morning comes the Megillah is a pain in the neck and it's not exciting it's pain in the neck good so that's exactly the point right so I thought maybe that's a shout out to the Shnos Bayom is we have to remind ourselves like. Sometimes, sometimes mitzvahs are exciting, right? The Megillah is exciting at night. And the next day, it's not so exciting. Hungover right, and what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to come back anyways. I'm going to wake myself up. And come back and awaken myself for a mitzvah that is not my most awake fun mitzvah. One year, I fell asleep 
standing up during the building during the day. And I had to, I had to, go, I had to go somewhere else. I missed, I missed, whatever I missed. I, I realized I fell asleep. So I had to like, go find somewhere else. It was the worst perm ever. Um, right? But yeah, you have to stay, we have to literally make ourselves stay awake. Right? We have to wake ourselves up. So, yeah, it's, it's a schlep and it's a pain and it's annoying, but I'm going to do it anyways. Right? What? To fall I'm very good at it. Wow. I'm very good at it. I'm very good at it. And, and I'll tell you this, Fasemis is an amazing idea. Take source number 10. Source number 10, so after all is good. And, and by the way, of course, just by the way, what ends up happening in Purim? Right, what's the actual result of the Purim miracle? Right? Am Yisrael decides for the very first time in the history of the Jewish people that we accept new mitzvahs. Right? We never have... Hanukkah is later, right? It's... it's Oh, it's, it took me like a lot of years of being a Jewish person to realize this. Right? Hanukkah and then Purim. No. Purim happens between the two Bate Mikdash and, and uh, sorry, Purim happens between the two Bate Mikdash and Hanukkah happens during the second base of Mikdash. Right? So Purim is the first rabbinic holiday. It's the first time we ever add, a, it's, not, it's not actually adding a mitzvah, that'd be Patosif, but adding on a rabbinic mitzvah, right? And you can only, add, so why is it Kimu Vekiblu So the Chazal say because you can only, and, and that's what the Gemara says in Shabbos, that we accepted the Torah at Har Sinai, but the real Kabbalah of the Torah was the time of Purim. How do you know why, why it tells that, that, that Purim was the real time of Kabbalah of the Torah? The answer is, you can't accept a new mitzvah unless you've already right, accepted all the ones that come before. It's a good hashkafic idea also, right? I want to do something like a special chumrah. Let's do the things that we have to do first, right, before we accept, right? But the point being, the idea of a Kabbalah of the Ava, there was like this, 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 extraordinary right, realization of Am Yisrael, like the Yibosham is here. It hasn't left us. By the way, it's just after, it's after, just after the Churban. You feel like the Kaddish has totally forgot about us. And it's just, he hasn't forgotten about us. He's still here. And there's this like awakening right, of Am Yisrael, this excitement, this passion, this simcha that comes from that experience, right? That Am Yisrael is awakened. And by the way, that awakening ends up leading to the building of the base of Mikdash. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, According to some, it's, it's Ahasuerus and Esther's son, right, who ends up giving permission for the, for the, for the base of Mishra to be rebuilt. And, by, and some say that actually it was Haman's, you know, ten sons who were somehow involved in that process also, and not, not allowing them. So it, it leads to the eventual is, rebuilding base of Mishra. No, I know I've in the world before, but there's no other written history of this time by any other peoples. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. But the, but, the point is, but the point is that it, it leads to literally to a spiritual reawakening of Am Yisrael, which happens during that time. And but it's fat. There was something, remember there was a... Josephus. No, there was something... Okay, I'm going to draw a picture. The guy, like, is it Darius? Yeah, yeah. Xerxes, all these guys. That's all these kids. I'm stuff there. Yeah, I have some more, I have some more of this stuff actually I'm going to use on, on Shabbos that relate to Shushan Perm. Relate to the same, same type of stuff. It's very it's fascinating. It's fascinating. So, uh, but, um, but anyways, take a look at source number 10. So source number 10, as things move along, what do we see? Like, right? So they, wow, it's amazing and they were so happy and it was great and everyone's happy, fine. But the Gemara does this, right? Amr of Yehuda, Ora Zutora. Simcha zu yamtif. Sason zu mila. Vyekar elutfilin. Okay, these are all just different language words for happiness, right? And they turned them in. So what happened? So they were able to learn. They would have simchas yamtif. They were able to, to do bris mila. They were able to be bris Wonderful. That's great. But why don't you just say, like, hudim haisa 
Torah, Yamdif, Mila, Tfilin. Just say that. We need so Sfas Emes asked this question. Sfas Emes, the Gare Rebbe says, I don't understand. Just, that's what it means to sit down in the Pasuk. Why do you need to, like, these code words? He says such a beautiful idea. He says the idea of Avodah Purim, he says, is to make, right, to make Torah into Ora. The Torah isn't like, I learn because I'm supposed to learn and whatever, I'll just read some Torah. Torah is supposed to be a, a, a life. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a light, right? It's just, you know, you know, Simcha Zuyantev. What's Simcha I'm, I'm supposed to create a Simcha Zuyantev, right? That all of these things, the point is that my job through Purim is to take mitzvahs and make them exciting, to make it alive, to make it, make it Simcha Dik, to make it, you know, that I'm not just schlepping through. We all schlep through sometimes. We all schlep through. And sometimes the schlepping through is a value also sometimes, right? The consistency, the schlep through sometimes because you're not excited and you do it anyways, fine. But it shouldn't be the majority of our time. It shouldn't be the most of our Vodos Hashem that's a schlep. Right? It should be something that we want to do, something we're excited about. It shouldn't be Kafale Mitzahar Kagigis, Hashem holds the mountain over our heads. That's not the Torah that we want. Right? The Torah that we want is the Torah that, that we're excited for, that we accept because we want it. Right? And that's what really Perm is all about. Right? And that's, that's the beauty. Perm is not like Jewish Halloween or Jewish St. It's St. Saint Saint Patrick's Day this year. Right? But it's, not, it's none of those things. It's like, that's like totally missing. I saw such an interesting post on Twitter of Ari Waxman from Shalvim. He, he said, you know, there's this. There's this um, um, a song, right? Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Adola. I've heard Yehudim or Yeladim. Good. So people read it now. It's Chag Adola Yeladim. He wrote. He said like he read, He had some like manuscript. He's like that's not. That's not. It's not a Chag Adola Yeladim. Purim is not a children's holiday. Chag Adola Yehudim. It's a Jewish holiday. But that's what happens sometimes. Is that we. Okay, I like to dress up, but the but the you don't have to dress up. That's fine. But the point is that perm is not for kids. I mean, it is for kids, but perm is perm is a, is a like any other any other yuntif, right? And in a certain sense, it's greater. I, we talked before the Rambam writes that every the end that that Nimosa Mashiach every other holiday will go away except for perm. Why would why would that be? The answer this is exactly why, because right? that's a perm, perm is a, is an awakening. It's a spiritual awakening. A reminder that I do things because I want to, because I care, because it matters to me. Because it's beautiful and alive, and right, that's what perm's about. Look at source number eleven. Nemra ba'olas behema. We're still learning Sefer uh, Vayikra, right? So we have to put in one, uh, one, one source related to to korbanos because we love korbanos. Nemra ba'olas behema ishe reach nichavach la'ashem. Right, when a person brings an olas behema, right, so you bring an olas a behema, big, you know, cow, very expensive. Hashem says it's a beautiful, beautiful smelling, smelling. Uh, Fragrance to Hashem. And maybe when you bring a, a, a bird, which costs a lot less, not anymore. Also, yeah, it costs money also now. Right? And if you bring a carbon mincha, which is only a little bit of flour and oil, it's very cheap. So it's the same language. Why is that? The language, right? It's two years in the, in, in the, in the, in the Mishnah, right? but what does the Rebbe want from us? What do you want from us? He wants us to care. He wants to care. That's what he wants. Right? He said, I don't care, but send me a hundred Korbanos, I don't care. I read in the Haftorah this week. When Shaul doesn't kill a Gog from Amalek, but he doesn't do the job. This is what I brought the Korbanos. And Shmuel says, what do you, God doesn't care about your Korbanos. He wants you to, he wants you to follow him. 
and do what he wants and live your life according to the way he wants to live your life, right? And like in source number 12, says the Chavos Tamid in the P.S. That's the Rebbe, he writes, Gam ko'ish Yisrael eich shehu kimari yefshel loliyos Yisrael ovid Hashem belev yavesh uvenefesh yeshena. He says if we're sleeping, it's hard to really live our full of Hashem when we're sleeping. Right? Not just if we're asleep. Right? That's not the life we want to live. We want to live the life of Right? We say it every, every Matzah Shabbos. Maybe it's something to think about as we, we walk out of the week, out of Shabbos every week. Like, what do we want? We want to be like, That's the type of life we want. And that's what Perm's really about. So I, I, I love this Mahalach because to me, that's what, that's what Perm's really about. Perm is about, about waking up. And it's hard because we're so tired, especially after we switch the clocks. But like, to feel that sense of like, that's what I want. This is what I want. I, I love it and I do it because I want it. And I do it, and sometimes it's hard, and I do it every day because it's because I'm supposed to. But that, ideally, it's it's the thing that Rachman Libavai Harsh Baruch wants wants our hearts. So uh, you know, if we could take that message with us into Purim, I think you know, maybe we'll decide to dress up. You know. <laughs>